What's up, Joes? And welcome to another episode of the Average Joes MMA Show. Jeff Shanahan, and joined as always by my wonderful co-host, Mr. Rafael Chadez. Yeah, yeah. Karate chops blah, blah, for everybody. Blah, blah, blah. I had to let that one run a little longer than than I normally let them go because yeah, I was I, about to say uh, we're gonna have to edit that out, Jeff. I was about <laughs> to censor you. <laughs> I had to. I had. To, I had to let. I had to get to the fucking teacher, man. I had to get to yes, yes, y'all, and you don't stop. KRS One, rock nah, on. That was definitely that was definitely less than thirty seconds. But I was about. I was. I was getting nervous. It I was, was close. Like, yeah, I cut it yeah. right about at thirty seconds. But okay. Yeah. 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 I don't know exactly how long it is, but I'm. I don't know either. I. I got a feeling we'll be okay. I've I've played songs longer. It's just like fucking certain record labels. They don't like that shit. That's why I haven't played anything off of the new Pusha T album, even though I really want to, because that'll get pulled and that'll get a strike number two on fucking SoundCloud. So I don't need that. I always use old shit, so I've never... Uh, I've I, had I, I, where I, like, I've used two... Before, I used to incorporate like little snippets, but sometimes I would fucking get high and forget that I would have the video running like a fucking idiot. Right. So then a lot of that video would just be not usable. So I'd have to like blur out like a whole fucking section of it. <laughs> and it was just no good. No, I learned I learned my lesson from the uh from the schoolboy Q fucking ten song from the goddamn Black Panther soundtrack that got an episode pulled off of SoundCloud and got us a strike that uh I won't use new hip hop music. Cause there's like there's like three songs off that new Pusha T album that I really wanted to play for an intro, and uh, couldn't, including Infrared. I would have fucking let off with Infrared the other day, but I knew we'd get pulled. So I'm, I'm about to pop a pop a can. <sighs> that one goes out to Blake. Ooh wee! Ooh wee! A little, a little, little Founders All Day IPA Tall Boy, two nice. for four dollars at my nice. local convenience store. Nice. That's what's up. Yeah, shout out to Blake. Um, yeah, shout out to to the man himself. Now, can update UFC gym all day. Yeah, and now, God damn! Now the show has begun. Begun. Wait, wait. Yeah, spark it. If you're listening at home, spark it up. As long as you're not at work, <coughs> don't do that. Don't get fired. Don't get fired on our account. Unless you could smoke at work somehow. There's some jobs. Very yeah, if you few. worked in a dispensary. Or a brewery. Breweries are very lenient, as I've seen. Fuck yeah, they are. I get high with my fucking local, local brewery employees all the time. Yeah. Um, my friend doesn't smoke, but we were smoking in front of his brewery, and I'm like, your bosses don't care? And he's like, no. Bro, I told you, man. It's 2018. <laughs> Nobody gives a fuck anymore if you're smoking Yeah, weed. I think I'm just a little bitch about it. You're, just, you're, you're not used to... Well, you, you don't go out enough to really know that the fucking... The climate's changed a little bit, and everybody's kind of more chill about fucking smoking You're in ignorant. public. I'm not ignorant. You're ignorant. Yeah, I, was, I did not call you ignorant. <laughs> You're I just, ignorant. It's ignorant. It's ignorant. No, I just said that you you, yeah. you, you don't go out a lot, which is yeah. not a bad thing at all. Not mm-hmm. a bad thing at all, but it's, yeah. 
it's just become much more socially acceptable to go in the, behind the building and fucking spark up a joint with five people. Yeah, it you has. don't have to. You don't have to go hide in your car anymore. Like everybody dude, else before, is outside smoking weed. So, dude, before we'd be like a, t- it would be ten o'clock, but right before we'd be hanging out to the bars here in Chicago, and we would like go to the alley and you know, like walk down the alley, like. And I guess it's the north side, and there's a lot more white people, and you know, seeing a black guy, a Mexican guy, and a couple more Mexican guys. I was say, a black guy and a group yeah. of Hispanics fucking smoking. Yeah, he's he's like, you guys live around here. And he wasn't even that old. He was like fucking maybe 10 years older than us. And we just walked away from him like, fuck you. We're not doing anything wrong, bitch. I mean, granted, granted, there's always going to be people that aren't cool with it. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, for, uh, for, for for me, like the brewery's cool. Our, my brewery's cool as long as we're not. We got as long as we go out back. Yeah. Like, don't stand in front of the building on fucking a busy street smoking a joint right in front of it. But if you're in the parking lot, like nobody gives a fuck. Yeah. Here's the good thing about this brewery: it's like right next to the highway, so it's it's not next to a busy street because it's like on the side of the highway. I don't know. It's like almost like towards the off ramp, but a couple like two exits off the off ramp. So there's not a lot of traffic on there. See, this one's and, uh, in the heart. and it's like a and it, it's a, it's a dead end, so you have to turn left or right there. See, ours ours is like on the main on main quote unquote main street downtown, so. It's it's busy, but like behind there in the parking lot and shit, nah. It's there's nobody yeah. back there. There's just cars and there is a road behind it, but nobody's fucking driving back there. Like seriously, so nobody gives a fuck. But it's funny. It's it's kicked in between two very heavy streets. Smoked, That's what it is. Smoked tons of weed in public. Well, I, I did it. I used to do it at Five Guys. I'm missing. I'm missing a huge opportunity to smoke weed in public in Michigan this weekend. It's the fucking Cannabis Cup. Oh, yeah. You got to work, right? I got to work, and I'm not going to be able to go to the concert, and I'm not going to be able to go to the Cannabis Cup, but I'm going to get to watch the fights. So mm-hmm. that's cool. I'll take that. I get to hang out with my boys and, and watch the fights. I've been to fucking three out of the five Cannabis Cups they've had in Michigan. So, I mean, and there's gonna, there's usually been, there's been two the last three years. There's been two in the summer. So... I'll just go to the fall one. The lineup for music's not that interesting to me anyway. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't. Little Wayne's headlining on Saturday. I don't really want. I don't really care about seeing Little Wayne. Uh, Waka Flocka, which I don't care about. Luda's playing the next night. Let's just. But he's not gonna do anything good. He's not nah. gonna do uh, fucking uh, Cadillac Grills. Fucking, he's not gonna do any of that shit. Oh, I'm sure he will. I'm sure I think so. Oh, why? You know what? I'm just talking out of my ass because I would just assume he would do new shit. Well, he'll do a mix of both. You can't. Yet. You can't not play old shit. He's got to play yeah. fucking all the goddamn radio hits and shit. Stand up yeah. and fucking move, bitch, and all yeah. the Cadillac grooves, all of that shit. Throw them bows, like check out the old my Cadillac spills. Yeah. Um. But it's just last year's lineup was dope as fuck. I got to see Wu Tang. Nice. Wu Tang, fucking atmosphere, like that that shit was that was my shit. Like this year it's like Vic Mensa and Waka and Lil Wayne and yeah. Machine Gun Kelly and I've seen Machine Gun Kelly and all Machine Gun Kelly does is remind me yeah. of my ex girlfriend, so I'm good on that. I don't like Machine Gun Kelly. I, I will, think he's more for white people. I will to be dude, honest. I will say like 
Machine Gun Kelly puts on a really good fucking show. Mm-hmm. Like his, I, I did like when he got powerbombed by Kevin Owens at uh, <laughs> don't I think was it WrestleMania? Yeah, one of the WrestleManias. Maybe, he got powerbombed, but he got powerbombed off stage, so that was pretty cool. So big props to that. But I don't like his music. I don't hate the guy. You know, if I don't like someone's music, I'm not gonna go out deliberately hate him. I do like, as weird as it is, I do like um, the song "Wild Boys" with Waka. That's a really good song, and the crowd goes fucking ape shit mm-hmm. when he plays that. And then uh, the fucking walkouts on the Stipe uses uh, about Cleveland is not bad either. But I, I like Wild Boys. I do do like Wild Boys, but yeah, I, just, I don't I don't care about the lineup all that much in comparison. So I will uh, I'll wait it out for fucking for the second cup and. I'm getting NXT tickets. I'm going back to the Rosemont. Nice. Are you going to go? The 16th. Are you going to, what is it, Money in the Bank too? No. So Money in the Bank is the day after, and that one's a little bit more pricier, and it's at the same arena, so I don't want to pay you for uh, shittier seats at a higher price or same seats at a higher price. Okay. A lot of people don't like going to NXT, even though it's the better show with the better storyline. Right. And the better told matches. Um me and my brother went to that last year. It was an epic show. This year, uh, the storylines are playing out very well, too. So I'd rather just go to that. And uh, more knowledgeable WWE fans go to that. Yeah. So you don't you don't hear as many CM Punk chants, even though we might hear a ton because he will just have fought. Yeah, and it is Chicago. We, we get burned all the time by Stephanie. I don't chant it because I know he's not going to come out. But Stephanie always burns the fuck out of us. What if he's in the building, yo? Right? What if he fights? Well, like, so here's if he wins, it sucks for him, in my opinion. If he loses, it sucks. Because, like, he's done no matter what. Like, are they really going to continue with this? If he wins, I'm sh- I, I mean, they might, they'll probably give him another fight. I think Dana said that was it. Yeah, but if he wins. If he wins, I mean the dude. The dude draws pay per view numbers, regardless. Yeah, he's gonna. He's bring, on the pay per view. I I just had this conversation. I know he is, and there, there's people pissed off about that. But I I have, I just said this two hours ago to my cousin when we were having this conversation. When he asked me why is CM Punk on the fighting on the main card, mm-hmm. this guy will draw more fucking people to this pay per view than anybody else on this card. Yeah, no, I was telling people, I'm like, oh, I'm going to UFC 225 uh, this weekend. And then they're like, oh, that's cool. And they're like, what is what is that? Uh, and I'm like, oh, it's the the UFC, the fighting. And I'm like, and CM Punk's going to fight. And they're like, what? CM Punk's going to fight? That's awesome. So they knew exactly who CM Punk was, yeah. but they really didn't know what I was talking about other than that. Well, that's what I mean. Like, he's bring, he brings the wrestling fans that don't really watch MMA, but they want to watch Punk. It's same th- it, it, I mean... To a certain extent, it's similar with Brock, but Brock's like a million buy guy. Where Punk's probably going to bring in a hundred and hundred to two hundred thousand people for pay per view buys, probably. Mm-hmm. I think, and I, I don't think this pay per view is going to do more than five hundred thousand buys. So, you know that that's a significant amount of fucking buys that this yeah. man's going to be responsible for. In comparison to everybody else on this card, including a car, including the card that that has 
four former champions, five, four, yeah, four, five former champions on it. You got Rashad Evans, you got Carla, Holly, RDA, and Andre. Five former champions, and this one guy who's 0-1 is bringing more eyes to the fucking product. Yeah. That, my friend, is why CM Punk is on this pay-per-view and Overeem and Blades got pushed to the featured fight of the FS1 prelims because they're going to make money off of fucking Phil Brooks. Yeah, that's why I don't argue against Connor. And if he wins, I, why would he you? He gets the eyes. Well, and if he wins, why wouldn't you continue to capitalize off that? I think it'll suck for him because they're going to definitely have to give him someone higher caliber than uh, Mike Jackson. And Mike Jackson, yeah, he might be better than him, but how much better than him? And I don't think it's that much better. I think Mike Jackson's think a very – has a chance. I think Mike Jackson's a better opponent for him than Mickey Gall was. Oh, 100%, man. Mike I think, ja- I mean, I think Mike Jackson Punk has a chance. Mike Jackson hadn't fought. He quit fighting after Mickey Gall beat him. And he went and became fucking working for an organization. So I I – I like Punk's chances, and we'll we'll talk yeah. about that when we when we break down when we get into this card. So I mean, let's let's fucking let's do it. Let's do it. You're gonna be in attendance. Yeah, I don't know how good the seats are, but I'm gonna be Fuck in attendance. It, it but don't matter. Big screens everywhere. To, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Big screens everywhere. But from what I I I've been to the um, United Center, but dude, I was like 10, 11 when I saw fucking. Jordan. Mm-hmm. So I saw Jordan there, and I've been to concerts, and like we we're really down low, right? So like we we're like on the almost the floor. So it was it's not the same. Like this time we're gonna be on the top. But a lot of people tell me that the seats are a lot better, and that they're kind of angled a lot more. So you're kind of leaning like almost down, like looking into the fucking into the thing. And from what I remember, yeah, it wasn't too bad, and it was kind of steep. It was kind of scary when I was a kid. Yeah. So. I think I think I'm gonna be good. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm gonna be good. No matter, it's yeah, a badass card. No matter what, you either whether you're whether you're trying to look from your view, being able to see down into the cage, great, and having a great view, or mm-hmm. you got big screens everywhere to watch the fights too. So I mean, now I'll I'll have all three. I was telling you I'll have yeah. all three major North American promotions down now. Bellator, Strikeforce, and UFC. I don't think I'm missing any of them. I mean, UFC is the last one on the list. I don't. I think I'm missing any like major ones. I mean, if you want to count WSOF, yeah, right. I, I could technically go to PFL. Would that that counts? Yeah, PFL's coming to Chicago. So. Yeah, by the end at the end of the month, yeah. and if overtime keeps on coming because I picked it up, I I might buy tickets and go. Like, Even if no one wants to go, fuck it. That's I what doubt. my friends. That's what my friends don't realize. If they didn't want to go to this, I was gonna go by myself uh, happily and talk. And I was gonna be that guy that just like, hey man, you see this shit fucking crazy dude and then like just start spewing knowledge at him and then be the annoying guy <laughs> it's mm-hmm. all high all high because i get to fucking smoke dude i get to smoke as much as i fucking want and then drive 10 minutes away and so i get to take my dad's truck and he works at malcolm x which is literally next door to the united center so i'm going to be able to take my dad's truck with his id park the truck and then go into the stadium and then come back out and then Again, get the truck and leave without having to pay parking, without having to get an Uber, without having to do anything. Nice. All badass about it. That's what's up. That is what's up. 
from the United Center in Chicago, Illinois. They're UFC definitely going to play the Bulls intro. 222. They're definitely playing the Bulls intro. You know, the fucking the starting lineup for the Bulls. Yeah, I use it for my intro. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. You use it for your intro. I use it for my intro with a mix of fucking wrestling and Bruce Buffer combined in it. I think you've played it for me before. Yeah. I've listened to it. Yeah. Yeah. Me and, me and uh, my buddy Todd Bobby that I, that I rap with, we sat and fucking cut up samples of Bruce Buffer. We went, we took Buffer from Connor versus, who was it? It was at MSG. Connor versus Eddie. When fucking they're at MSG, Bruce is super mad hype. And we used we used that to sample and cut him up and fucking. So we got it's time there at the end, right when it cuts off. There's a little uh, old road dog, the uh, road dog intro with him and Billy Gunn. Oh, you didn't know? Yeah, we we didn't use that. We used the um, ladies and gentlemen. All right, we we took the ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, and we just cut up like the ladies and gentlemen. And then the tag team champions of the world. There's a lot of time Brendan Schaub or someone says full heel on a podcast I'm listening to. And I want to fucking, I want to cut it up because they're like, that's full heel, man, to something like really evil or something. You should. You should fucking. I I keep on forgetting to like write down the timestamp and cut it up and take it. That's full heel. That's full heel. That's full heel. Yeah. Then just full heel podcast. The re- with the rewrites yeah bam, bam. it was bam, funny bam, one of my friends bam, bam, so we were at the bre- i don't know if i told this we were at the brewery and the rewrites were on stage and they start playing and one of my frat brothers is like hey that that's your intro and i'm like yeah i use the rewrites music you fucking idiot and he's like what he barely put it together because i have all this stuff but i haven't used all of this stuff i just right. used that one song yeah. I started using it stuff. that's a good song though i like that fucking intro for your show and and as a song that intro is fucking cool. The song's cool. I've streamed Remixed. it. I've streamed Remixed it. A little bit. Yeah. Well, it's all <laughs> instrumental in the beginning, so you could fucking clip all those full heels in there. Yep. We're gonna have a 185 title fight. Robert Whitaker taking on Yoel Romero in a rematch of their fight from what was that February? Uh, June thirteen. Janu- yeah, was it end of January or February? Was well, not sick because I watched it by myself. Um, July. Fuck UFC. No, wait. Doesn't have- no, it was July. Who the what the fuck am I thinking of? Uh, Perth with Yoel and Rockhold. That's what it was. Yoel, Yoel fought Rockhold. That's right. Yeah. It was it was supposed, supposed to, be to be Whitaker. Robert. Yeah, and then he but got he had hurt. a staff infection. So thingy. yeah, this is their rematch from last July. So yeah, almost, so almost a year. So it's their rematch, but in that fight, Romero kicked his knee and uh, messed up a ligament that he didn't actually get surgery. I, I thought he had surgery on it. Apparently, he just let it heal with uh, with like a splint, and he didn't have to get surgery on it. And then he's been working intensively um, to like stability training on it. And uh, what, what kept him out was the, the staph infection to like the stomach or something. It was something really crazy that he could have died. You're talking about Robert Whitaker. Yeah, Robert yeah. Whitaker. You said you well. Oh, sorry. That's okay. I just I got confused at first when you said Rob or you said something about you all taking a kick, and I was like, wait, no, you all kicked Whitaker. 
Yeah, you all cooked Whitaker. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. That's what he pulled out because of the mutant staff infection mm-hmm. that almost. But I, I, I initially thought he had gotten surgery on it. Apparently, he didn't. He just had to he let it heal. Rehabbed. Yeah, he just rehabbed yeah. it. He did, he thought he was going to have to have surgery, but it turned out it wasn't as bad as originally thought. So it was good enough he could rehab it and let it heal. Yeah, because that was Yol's like opening move, like a minute thirty into the first round. He kind of like stomped above the knee, and I don't think Whitaker was ex- expecting it because he took it like full force, and it kind of crunched his leg a little weird. Yeah, he kind of hyperextended it a little bit. And... Yeah, and like he fell too because like he was all, like he had all his weight on that leg. It's like what John and... Jones does with the mm-hmm. with the oblique kick. Yeah, I, I just think uh, Yol kind of landed it very well. He kind of yeah. that was what that's what he wanted to do a hundred percent. Yep. If that was a knockout shot, he would have been 100% KO'd. The ref would have stepped in, but it, it, that was the shot to the knee. He took out his knee, and I um, I rewatched the fight, and I rescored it. Uh, I gave the first round to Yoel. He was, he was doing a lot more the first two rounds. I gave him the first two rounds because of the takedowns, and he was striking... A lot better than uh, Whitaker, but that's because Whitaker was worried about that fucking knee. Right. Like he, he was thinking about the knee, I think, a little bit too much to the point where it was taking him out of his game and it was letting Yoel land a little bit more takedowns and land some strikes that yeah, he not, shouldn't have been. I mean, they didn't, not, a, not a lot happened in the first round either, right? Because mm-hmm. it was like, yeah, I'm looking at the stats now and Yoel threw 14 no. and Robert threw 7. You're, you're you're actually 100 percent right because in the first round, Yoel landed out. a takedown, but uh, the ref stood them up. Yep, uh, and it was Big John McCarthy. He stood them up because Whitaker kind of locked him in position. He kind of locked him in guard, and he wasn't letting them posture up. And then he locked up his leg like in a like in a weird way where he wasn't like locking it down down, but he was like extending his foot in a weird way to where Yoel couldn't pass him or attempt to pass, and he was kind of locked in that position. And um, McCar- uh, Big John McCarthy had to stand him up, and he stood him up in the first round. So yeah, much, yeah, he did. He did win the first round, but not a lot. Much more, much more decisively in the second. He landed forty nine of fifty five. But see, he uh, uh, it was a lot more against the cage yep. too, and he yeah, he he was landing a lot more effective. And then again, they got separated from the cage because. Um, Whitaker was uh, was neutralizing him and landing some devastating knees to where Yoel was trying to call for crotch shots, but they weren't crotch shots. Even uh, even uh, Big John McCarthy was like, nope, they're legal. And he was telling Whitaker, he's like, you're good, Whitaker. And Whitaker kept on executing the same uh, knee to like the inside of the of the thigh. Dude, if you do jujitsu, when when you're in guard. Like, if you're in guard, if the guy puts you in guard and he's got your legs wrapped around you, we're taught to dig the elbow into the middle of the thigh on the inside of the thigh because that weakened, that's so that's such a weak spot that's so tender, they have to release the guard. It's so painful yeah. that they're either going to tough it out or they have to release the guard and give you a little bit of space to where you sneak your hand in to create that space to where you either give up the triangle to to where you have to attempt to get out of it, to where you, to where you extend your hand and you keep going with it and you follow through. Or they get you in a triangle, but that's the, that's how you have to get out of the fucking out of the guard. You have to start attacking the inside of their thigh to try to get your hand on the inside. Yeah, you are risking a fucking 
triangle, but I di- I diverse. But he was landing those knees right there, dude, and those are devastating fucking knees. To where, yeah, he is gonna call a crotch shot to try to fucking stop him the stop those shits, dude. I would, yeah, no, I would, I would. That would be cheating. That's cheating. Which you know, y'all tries to bend the rules at times, spilling fucking ice all over the floor. Was that with him? Yeah, he definitely ice. sat down on the stool a wouldn't, lot. Wouldn't get up off the stool. Then his corner had to clean up the shit. Uh, there was the Vaseline. Was something else. There was a couple. Mm-hmm. There were a couple times of some questionable yeah. ass shit to yeah. try to give him some more time to catch his breath because his cardio is not very Definitely. good for Definitely. how good of a wrestler he is. His cardio Bet, is bending the rules. Kind of yeah, shit. and and that that's definitely what's happening. Uh, I, because... I think it's just too hard for him to cut to 185. Like mm-hmm. I mean, obviously I know he he does it, but I think it's a tougher cut, and that's why his cardio gets shot so bad because he fucking. Has such a hard weight cut. He's a big fucking guy. He's not very tall, but Yoel mm-hmm. Romero is fucking huge. He's built for the three rounds, man. Because halfway yeah. into the second, that's where he starts. You know, yeah, he starts gassing. He attempted some takedowns on Whitaker in the third, and just Whitaker avoided him and started uh, landing a lot more strikes and putting together some combos. Surprisingly, because Joe even noticed. The fucked up knee in the first round. He pointed yeah. it out. He's like, hey, he's like, I don't know where it happened. He's like, but he's like, Whitaker's walking around a little funny. He's like, every time he plants, it's a little funny. So he was kind of guessing that something was wrong. And um, I don't know where I was going with that. Fucking ripped. Yeah. You talking about how just that Joe noticed his knee injury early. Yeah. <laughs> And for oh, and for him to fucking put together some combos like that and land his striking effectively, to his credit, Yol did get a lot more tired, and he was not doing anything. He was he was trying to avoid and land uh, takedowns, but they were sloppy, and you can tell he was tired because he was breathing through his mouth. And those sloppy takedowns are a great indication of being when you're tired, your technique is it breaks. Yeah, your, your technique, technique goes to shit. Yeah. And, and that's, I think, a lot that was happening. Like, he was super tired from... Whitaker has some great fucking takedown defense, man. I think yeah. he's very underrated. After watching it over, he's got some crazy his, good defense. His, he's not scared to give up his back. His ground defense is good. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, he was not afraid to be on the ground with, with Jacare mm-hmm. at all. Nope. Whatsoever. Where you should be afraid. Yeah, that's why I really don't see this fight being any different. If Yoel does not land the big shot in the first round, maybe the second, Whitaker's going to outlast him. His cardio is too good, and Whitaker has the potential to knock him out. Who knows? Who knows what happens with if he doesn't hurt his knee in the first fight? Oh, I mean, 100%. it's all it's all big. Everything's a what if game, but yeah, I mean, but if all goes to plan for, let's say, both of them. It's Whitaker's fight because, yes, Yoel is a wrestler, but he doesn't use it as much as he does as he no. should. He uses it when he's in danger. Yep, it's his backup I, instead of being uh-huh. his go-to. And he's going to be in a lot of danger this this fight because he isn't the striker, and Whitaker's a very, I think uh, again under I, by me. This is just by me. I think I've always underrated Whitaker's striking and his wrestling. Just because I never put him on such a pedestal till I really saw him beat. I knew he was a good fighter, but I mean, when I saw him beat 
Jacare, I was like, holy shit. His striking's always been there. I mean, they don't yeah. call you Bobby Knuckles for nothing, but I definitely mm-hmm. underrated his wrestling defense yeah. and his ground game as far as submission defense and and being on your back fighting from guard and being able to stand up and escape. Yeah, I, I underrated it a lot, and he, he showed me a lot. I, I doubted him when he took on Jacare. Mm-hmm. I don't doubt Bobby Knucks no more. And no, I'm, he's he's definitely won me over. It's someone I do not uh, like doubting. And and I've been impressed with Yoel. Like Yoel looked great against Rockhold. Yeah, Rocco, I love you, Rocco. Rocco, I love you. Michael Bisping, I love you. Loves everybody, bro. He does. He loves everybody. But yeah, I, I, I definitely you. think Whitaker has the edge because he's got very good takedown defense and. Not just takedown defense, but a good ground game. He's able to lock these guys down or even stop a a grappler of Yoel's caliber against the cage. So that means he's got a good grappling pedigree. Yeah. He's even he's even talked about going into um I, I forgot what Australia's thing was for uh grappling for jujitsu. But uh he was talking about doing something like that, but I I don't think the UFC allowed him to just because they wanted him to get ready for title fight they didn't want him to get injured and they didn't want him to you know waste time over there and not have to do another interim title fight yeah not exactly another interim title fight hey speaking yeah, of interim fight. title fights no we'll get there in a second so you you with you got bobby knux yeah i got bobby i got bobby knux i'm gonna enjoy the fuck out of this fight it's gonna oh, be an I'm, awesome fight. i'm gonna enjoy the fuck out of this fight too i'm gonna enjoy the fuck out of pretty much all these fights yeah but um Hopefully I don't lose my voice again. I'm gonna try to control myself, but who knows? Who knows? Oh god damn! Who knows? Don't die on me, Jeff. I can't. I can't stop the recording and convert it and upload it. Only you can. I went too hard in the in the paint. <clears throat> oh shit! <coughs> oh damn! Dab got me. <coughs> oh. <coughs> oh, don't mind, don't mind me dying. Yeah. So, who did you? Are you going with Whitaker too? Oh yeah, I, I, I said that right off the bat. I, I don't see this fight going any differently. I got, I got Bobby Knox all day, all day, every day, all day. Uh, yeah. So we got an interim title fight in the co-main event. Number one, Rafael dos Anjos taking on Colby Queefing. I mean Covington. Queefing, Queefington? Que- Covington. Kobe, Chaos, Covington. <clears throat> I, I can't stand this douche. No, and so I heard an interview today of him talking about John Jones, and it didn't. He didn't come off as so much of a douche. He, it seemed like he was talking a little bit. It was, and it was on a podcast, like the Jim Lauren podcast. The doucheiness is an act. I mean, I mean, yeah, I'm sure he is. is. A, I'm sure he's a douche. Mm-hmm. But I doubt it's as amped up as it is. He's trying. He's he's trying to be Chael Sonnen. Yeah, and I, it it just comes off really cringeworthy, man. It's not so. good. It's very forced. Yeah. It's. I, I mean, some people buy it, and people obviously it's worked for him. It's got him into a position to fight for an interim title, mm-hmm. and just, you know, ducking people. It's got me to want to see him lose, but you know he is a good wrestler, man. Like he does have a chance to win this fight. That's um, that's all he's really good at, though. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he got pieced. That's all he's good at. He got pieced up by Damian Maya. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> need need we say more? And Rafael dos Anjos has got much better hands than Damian Maya. Hands, hands, feet, elbows, knees. And he uses and them all. RDA has got good wrestling. And good cardio. That's how he beat the shit out of Anthony Pettis, was just taking him down. Yeah. His takedown. Oh, wait, no, sorry. Sorry, I was looking at his, his uh, strikes per minute. His takedown average. He's, yeah, he averages two a, uh, two a fight. Kobe is five, almost six. So, <laughs> yeah, Kobe's no, definitely got the edge. Time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He's got the edge in the wrestling, but on the feet, it's, it's RDA. And I think RDA has good enough uh, takedown defense to either definitely. get up or stuff some of them. Initially, we'll see. I think because Kobe is going to get a, a takedown or two. Absolutely. Kobe's going to get him to the ground. Mm-hmm. But RDA, I mean, RDA's got a 66% takedown defense. It's yeah. it's good enough to to be able to stop some of them. He's not going to stop all of them. But RDA can threaten on the ground, so. Yeah. Because Covington's going to have to uh, do something on the floor or else, you know, RDA, they're, they're going to have to stand it up if he's not doing shit. And if he's attacking, it's going to give him opportunities to, to submit him. And Dos Anjos does have an active guard. Mm-hmm. Have seen it. And he does have submissions, yeah, so he's got a he's he's got a good active guard, and it's dangerous. It's it's a problematic situation because I think and I want RDA to win, but I think Kobe is a much more interesting and threatening matchup against Woodley, if that makes sense. I think Kobe presents more problems for Tyron Woodley than Rafael Dos Anjos potentially does. Because Woodley is, I mean, RDA is a 155-pounder coming up to 170 pounds. Tyron Woodley is a huge 185-er with power for days when he actually wants to use it. When he actually will will get in there and strike with you. Uh, Top notch wrestling, and he's a brown belt belt in the. Jesus, that dab fucked me up. He's a brown belt in BJJ. He's he's dangerous in the guard. He's dangerous off his back, and don't let him get you in front choke positions. Because as a wrestler, he's already good at that anyway. That's why Tony's mm-hmm. so good at Darces and guillotines and shit, too. And that's why Team Alpha Male was guillotine city. Because the front headlock position is a common position off a takedown defense. It's natural. It's either front headlock position or wizard. That, that's what you're taught from, from the jump. Either control the underhook or control the head. Yeah, but um, I want, I I want, and I think RDA can possesses the potential to be able to knock out Covington. Yeah, I'm going with RDA because I want him to win, and I think he does have the potential to do it. Yeah, I want him to win personally, but like I said, I think the better fight against Woodley to unify the belt is Covington. And it's a better build-up. Yeah, they already have the gym versus gym thing going. So. Yeah. 
No, they're on the same fucking team. Well, yeah, that's sorry. That's what I meant. They have the ATT. Yeah, they're both inter, part of the, intergender battles. Yeah, they're both part of the fucking ATT team. <clears throat> Even though Tyron splits time with Rufus Sport. I don't know. But yeah, I got I got RDA winning this one, hopefully by knockout. Yeah. It could also I'll, it could also I'll go, shit myself if it happens in, in in the arena. Do it. No, but then I'll be kicked out for Whitaker Romero. <laughs> if you shit yourself, they're not gonna kick you out. Yeah, I think people complain like this guy just shit himself. You just gotta go get up in, in between fights and go clean yourself up. Just toss the undies. I mean, yeah, that's what you gotta do. But no one's gonna no one's gonna kick you out right away if you shit yourself. They wouldn't. I, even... I could play it off. Yeah, because by the time they would go get somebody, you'd already be gone to the bathroom. Yeah, clean. All right, exactly. Then you come back and you're like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, I don't know. I was getting a beer. I'm a fucking we'll come back with a beer. I'm a fucking adult. Who shits themselves? I don't, who shits themselves? At the United Center. Savages. What, what am I, fucking six? <laughs> I hope hey, you Jeff, know. you know, some people like living a little. Hey, man. I mean, whatever. You, whatever's you don't got to be six to be shit, to shit yourself. No. <laughs> but if, <laughs> if pissing your pants is cool, consider me Miles Davis. <laughs> <laughs> Third fight of the main card. I think a fight I might be most excited about because we finally get to see the lovely, Megan? beautiful, oh man, she's sexy, so hot. sexy, long-legged, talented Australian Megan Anderson step into the cage. I, yeah, she's hot. I think she has the tat- just enough tattoos where I don't. I'm I'm good with it. Oh, I don't care about the number of tattoos. I'm, you know, there's a certain number. I'm like, why are you covering it all up? I love tattooed women. I love tattooed. I, I, I love them all, but I love tattooed women. That's why Becca. Yeah, I don't Rollins, mind tattoos. There's a certain <clears> point, but that's, I think that's why Becca Rollins has always been sexy to me. Yeah, I think Megan's are are pretty. Mm-hmm. All right, Megan's just sexy. She's got a yeah. fucking booty. She's Dude, always. She's got some thighs on her. Yeah, she's always post. She like posts that fucking leggings company all the time. She's always taking pictures of her ass and putting it on Twitter. I follow her on Instagram. I follow her on Instagram and Twitter. To look at her ass. No, that, and and I like her. She, she, she's a badass kickboxer. I'll I've give tweet, her that. I've tweeted with her a couple times. She's fucking nice. liked. You got in her DMs? No. What? Not gotten not? any fucking anybody's <laughs> DMs. Jeff, the DM king. The only DM I've ever fucking got into was having a fucking DM conversation with Diz. And and he's a dude that a lot of people don't like. I don't mind Diz. He's he's always been cool to me, even though he big timed me a couple times for interviews. Damn. I still got I still like Diz. We still cool. Yeah, but this is an interesting fight, Megan. Yeah. Megan and Holly. Yeah. Megan and Holly finally happening. Um, finally happening. It's a it's a good fight. It's a good match of skills. Both of them uh, pretty strong in what each other do. No, we're not going to the floor in this one. No, this definitely not. This is going to stay standing up. They if both don't like the floor. Yeah, I say, if it's going to go to the floor, I see it being Megan. Being the one taking it there and not Holly. Yeah, I wonder who's bigger. I think Anderson's going to be bigger. Yeah, I would say so. 
I mean, Megan's at she's least a, got she's got a twenty five percent sub rate. So yeah, I don't think she can drop to one thirty five. No, I think I think this is a natural one forty five. No, she's she's not going to thirty five. She is a one forty. Well, she was the Invicta one forty five champion after Cyborg, right? Yeah, after Cyborg vacated it. Mm-hmm. I yeah. wish we would have seen that one. We were going to see it in the UFC, but of uh, what what happened? Nobody visa knows issues. visa issues or some some undisclosed shit that nobody knows about to this day of what happened. Yeah, and we'll never know. So, it's fine. <laughs> I hear a puppy. Yeah, I think the dogs are barking. At a, they probably had a mouth to poop. <laughs> poop titty scoop. Whoop, whoop. Hey, I'm an artist. <laughs> that's your boy. That's, that's I'm your, an artist. That's your boy, Kanye. Hey, every, everyone thinks he's a genius. I don't think I, he's a genius. I, I think he no. makes really great beats. Yeah, I think he used to. Yeah. No, he, he still, still does. he still does. Go listen to Daytona. Those beats are fucking fire, and Kanye did all of them. Did he rap over them pretty shittily? Who? Kanye. Kanye. Yeah. Kanye is only on one song on Daytona. Oh, okay. And yeah, he didn't. It's not a great verse, but the song's still good, and the beat is really fucking good. But that's the only song that he's on. The only features on that album. There's a track with Rick Ross that's really good, and I don't even really like Rick Ross all that much because he's full of shit. He he fucking was a goddamn. What every day he's hustling, bro. Yeah, every day he hustled. He was a motherfucking prison guard, and he made what? stole a bunch of bullshit. What you didn't know that? Break new? No, he was uh, the real Rick Ross was on Joe Rogan. Yeah, the real Rick, Rick Ross, fucking real yeah. free by Ricky Ross. Yeah. Breaking Bro. news over here, Jeff. That's not breaking news. That's well known. <laughs> That's why I don't. That's why I, dude. I don't respect people that don't that rappers that don't write their shit. Which is why I never will say that Kanye is a great rapper because he he openly admits that he collaborates with people on verses, and I don't think he's he's a top five MC. Period. I don't think he's a top ten MC personally. He's got good delivery. That's about it. Um, I'm just saying Kanye is a great fucking beat maker. He's an awesome producer. He makes fire beats. He's, he, some of my favorite Jay-Z beats are Kanye beats. Yeah, and, and like I said a few minutes ago, that every all seven tracks on that new Pusha T album have really good beats on them that Kanye did. So, back to the fight. Back to the future. <laughs> 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 what happened? What, how did Arnold end up in Back to the Future? So fucking high. That's how it happened. <laughs> I, you are excused. I am also really high. <laughs> you are excused. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. I, uh, man, I want to pit Megan Anderson. I really do. I'm it's gonna f- be tough, though. It's gonna be a tough. It's a tough test for her. It's the the you know the UFC jitters. How's she gonna react to that? How's she going to react to fighting in a crowd the size of the United Center? Mm-hmm. And an opponent of Holly Holmes' caliber, yeah. too. Yeah. <coughs> I think it's going to be, I mean, a good thing it's only a three-round fight, but I don't, I don't expect a high amount of action in the first round. There's going to be a lot of feeling out. I don't that think whole mob's doing that. Yep. And Megan's not going to rush in because she's got to worry about the fucking question mark kick. Yeah. 
I like the fight, though. Megan, what Megan has to do is get her up against the cage and control her. Because then she'll get control time. If she gets into the clinch and gets Holly up against the cage, where she's bigger and stronger than Holly, that's how... And then Megan using the effective striking on the outside. That's how Megan Anderson wins this fight. Maybe a takedown. Maybe a takedown or two in, in there as well. But... That's that's how I see she is how she what she has to do, especially controlling Holly up against the cage. Like you got to get Holly into a clinch, and you got to get her up against the cage and control her there, and just get some effective striking in there, some punches over the top and shit. I think she can get Holly against the cage if she pressures her with some heavy kicks. Megan likes those heavy kicks. Yeah, she's pretty. Pressure heavy. I think if she can pressure her to game plan her against the cage and maybe get some takedowns, because I don't think she's going to be able to knock her out or land a knockout shot. That's yeah. That's but, you know. that's where I'm at too, and that's that's what yeah. I mean. Like for Megan can't play on the outside and try to play the distance striking game. She she has to, like you said, use those heavy kicks that she's got, <clears throat> set those up to get Holly off guard for her to be able to move in. To get into the to get in the clinch and put pressure on Holly that way, controlling her up against the cage. Scoring. I'm scared that Megan's just going to get into a striking game though, and if That's... she gets into a striking game, she'll Holly's going to have a little not a hard time figuring her out. Exactly. That's what I, I think. I think this. I think that's what's going to happen is Holly, Holly's going to win this fight. But I'm just setting up if Megan can get by the the fucking UFC jitters and all that shit. That's she. That's what she has to do to win this fight. She has to mm-hmm. control her up against the cage, maybe get a takedown, I mean, probably get a takedown as well somewhere in the fight, at least one. It went around like that. She's, I'm sure round one is going to be real low action, feeling out strikes. I can see Holly winning that because that's her game. Megan's going to have to come out in round two and three and – Controller up against the cage, pepper her with shots, and somewhere not let her move. Not, not let, let her move. Yeah, feet. and somewhere in there, get a takedown and get a little ground and pound and seal the win up and win two rounds yeah. to one. Because Holly Holmes loves to get into that rhythm. She does it even before she gets into the fight. You can see her pace in every single one of her fights. She starts off pacing back and forth mm-hmm. in that little space that she has, and I think it's to get into that rhythm because she gets it into a rhythm while she's in there. You know. I think it just helps her a little bit more. Yeah, well, her, you know, it's still warming her up and everything, but still. It's her. It, yeah, it's her it's, feet. She likes her, getting her yeah, feet she's getting, You said she's getting her rhythm. She's mm-hmm. she's getting her her foot movement and shit like that into rhythm and counting and warming it up. Yeah, whenever whenever they had us doing Muay Thai class, they had us just uh, going in circles. Like, the whole class would just get in a big circle, and we would just rotate in circles and the coach would be like, uh, reverse. And we would have to plant our foot, like Muay Thai-wise, like in, in Muay Thai stance, and then continue to go the other way. And, you know, it was just to get us in rhythm and to get our feet getting into that motion, you know, yep. kind of a muscle memory. So you just remember it. Yep. You just keep going. And it's second nature. You don't even think about it. You're just, you're just going. And I think it, Holly Holm likes, I think, you know, likes doing that even before the fight starts, getting her feet going, you know, getting them. The back and forth going because she dances the whole. I was gonna fight. say she and she fucking she high steps and fucking all that shit all the way to the cage. 
Mm-hmm. You know, shuffle, shuffle, high step, run, 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 you know, that kind of shit. Getting getting your feet loosened up and yeah. leg muscles loosened up and getting into the rhythm, you know. It's just. It's funny. I saw Yoel, like, the last fight. He's he's stretching. Like, he's, like, he's on all fours. And, like, he's, like, he's putting his arm across and, like, fucking putting the body weight down to get the arm stretch. He's like, he was, like, humping the floor and then, like, leaning back and, like, rolling and shit as Bruce Buffer was, like, announcing everything. So he's getting into his, like, little rhythm, too, of his mm-hmm. body movements, of, you know, getting warmed up a little bit. Whitaker was just kind of just standing there, kind of moving back and forth a little bit, not too much. But Yoel was definitely, that's definitely that, trying to get That's that wrestler, bro. We... Everybody, every good wrestler had a pre-match ritual, and it, it, you know, warm up, warm up strategically the same way. And you don't, you don't differentiate from it when it, when it works. You just fucking, it's what you do. So, and I know a lot of fighters are like that too. Like they mm-hmm. all have their little, but that's how you get. You get yourself into your rhythm. And if you don't do it, you, you feel off. Yeah. Uh, you remember Tony? The last couple of fights, he's come in dancing yeah, to like break, South he break, Yeah, he break dances. Yeah, he break dancing. Ring. Yeah, and then like he's been, and then he kind of you know starts like doing he, it in the ring a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I think he come. Sounds like he's coming out to like fucking Chromeo or some shit. It looks a little weird, but you know he's winning. So, but he he did a lot of that similar shit. I mean, he didn't, obviously he didn't come out to music, but we all had CD players and stuff back in then because it's two thousand and fucking one and too but that's how he warmed up for wrestling too a lot of movement and you know shoulder shoulder and loosening the arms and flailing them around and like dancing and shit like that that's i thought it was so stupid when when i first started doing mma like the first couple like the first time i went it was like 100 jumping jacks and i was like what and then we did 100 jumping jacks and by like 20 i was like oh man this is these are really jumping jacks. Like these, these are kind of getting tired. You, know, you could do a hundred jumping jacks at any time, but you it's, will like it's you not will be easy. a little bit heavier. Yeah, fatigued. it's not easy. Yeah, you get fatigued. You yeah, get and then like sure. we, we would do like just imagine like you know those girls that do the kicks like that that the can can yeah yeah we would do those kind of kicks just to you know loosen our legs you know do like ten of them but that's how you do it just to do it quick pop 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 just to, all of us standing in a big circle just you know all doing them hey. Hey, just kind of getting into that position to getting used to doing it. And I didn't understand the importance of warming up because, you know, they're still doing it to a certain extent, but even getting in rhythm while you're fucking doing it. And he would, he would have us do a hundred of everything. It's crazy. Jumping jacks. They work though. They do. Who you got? Um, I, I'm rooting for Megan. I'm going for Megan. I'm rooting for Megan. I see Holly winning this one. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Holly took it, but I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Megan. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna take Holly. I I want Megan to win. I would love, and that's why I gave the scenario of what Megan needs to do to win, and hoping that she does those things. <clears throat> but yeah, I, I think I think this first one, the nerves a little bit going up against somebody like Holly Holm, who's been in there with some of the best mm-hmm. ever. Megan hasn't fought the caliber of fighter that Holly Holm is. I mean, she she um, she lost, maybe she lost to Cindy Dendois. Yeah, maybe that she, that girl's had UFC fight, but she lost in the UFC. I think that's Misha Tate's girl. Yeah, and she looked god awful. 
Yeah, she, I mean, she got she did banner two fights and she got cut. I think she did. Cindy, I've seen Cindy Dandois fight in in Invicta. She wasn't that. She wasn't a good fighter. I don't even think she made it two fights. I think she only fought once and they cut her. Yeah, she, you're right. She only fought once. She looked Davis. so bad. Yeah, but she got she, she got Megan in a submission. She didn't fucking outstrike her or knock her out. She she caught her, and it was I mean that was a while back. Megan was younger, so. <clears throat> yeah, I got Holly, but I would. I'm definitely pulling for for Megan. Excited to see her in the UFC. Second fight of the main card, number nine, Andre Alaski taking on number twelve, Ataya Tuivasa. Arlovsky's uh, uh, coming off of two wins in a row over Stefan Struve and um, who did who else? Oh, Junior. Albini. Two unanimous decisions against Albini and and Stefan. Poor Stefan. But uh, Taya Tuivasa has won Ah. both of his UFC fights by knockout over Rashad Coulter and Cyril Asker. Devastating knockouts. Devastating. Definitely a big step up in competition for Bam Bam. Mm -hmm. A huge... Step up in competition for Bam Bam. Um, I think he's a much more dangerous fighter than Andre's faced in his last two fights. Yeah. Uh, Struve has been so hot and cold even before the heart issue and his time away. And Albini has not looked very good since fighting Andre either. So, um I, I like Ty. I, I like do Ty. too. I do I'm, too. I'm I'm hundred percent Ty in this fight. I like I like the young blood in the UFC and I I don't think Arlovsky's chin there is there. It's I mean, it's still there, but it's not what it used to be. That's for mm-hmm. goddamn sure. So yeah, I can I can see Ty fucking putting this one out in the first round. Devastating. Devastating. The most controversial fight of the card and the curtain jerker for UFC 225, the cult of personality, <laughs> Phil Brooks, a.k.a. CM Punk. A.k.a. my boy, CM Punk. That's right. Chicago's own boy. Yeah. Taking on the Mike Jackson. Personality. The <sighs> best in the world. 0-1 versus 0-1. Like we were saying in the beginning of the show, a much more better fight, a much more better. Jesus Christ, what a goddamn double negative or just horrible sense. This is a better fight skill-wise and everything. And so it's a much better matchup in, for Punk than Mickey Gall. Mike Jackson doesn't present the danger on the ground that Mickey Gall was. And I think their striking prowess pretty similar i'm really excited to see to, to I, i've talked about this on the show before when we brought it up i think when the fight got announced i'm just excited to, to get to see punk's skill set we mm-hmm. didn't really get to see it mickey they didn't strike at all mickey took him down right away and of course he dominated him on the ground because mickey is very good at bjj what is he a brown belt now? I think so. 
I think so. He might be higher now, but yeah, he's for sure a brown belt. Um, you know, it's been a year since Punk fought. Another year working constantly with Duke Rufus and and the guys at Rufus Sport, and continuing to evolve as a fighter. Actually, two years. Sorry, <clears throat> almost two years since his last fight. Yeah, so he's been with. So he's Duke for four for, for four years now, at yeah. least three. But I think we're definitely going to see a much better mm-hmm. Punk, and having the ability to display his skills. And yeah, I, I think he's got a chance to win this fight. I, I do, too. I think he needs this caliber of opponent. And the UFC is doing him 100% favor by putting him against someone like this that he can actually get a win over. Um, it all depends on how much CM Punk is absorbed and done. And we really don't know what's really happened, like how much he learned to begin with. We saw him kind of come forward, and maybe that was a little bit anxiety and well, you know he, he was nervous, man. You yeah. know he had to be nervous. Yeah. No matter how many times you've come to the ring in front of a sold-out crowd for WrestleMania, mm-hmm. it's different when you know you're going to get punched in the face for real. Yeah. Like, he could be ECW champion. He could be world heavyweight champion three times. WWE champion two times, Intercontinental champion, Money in the Bank winner. That all means shit when that cage door shuts. Yep, that all means nothing. It means fuck all. And and I I like how he's come into it. Like, he hasn't come in like, ah, you know, I'm the best in the world. Then he got his ass kicked. And, you know, he came in, I'm trying it out. Yeah, I've said it from the start. I think people hating on him for, for... this opportunity and yeah is it fucked up that he got the opportunity to to sign with the ufc of never having never fought in ever professionally or even as an amateur sure but again when one of you fucking guys fighting on the amis trying to get or you know new pros trying to get into the ufc can bring a couple hundred thousand pay-per-view buys or between he's not going to sell less than fifty thousand pay-per-views himself I'll, I'll say it, and I, I I would venture somewhere in the hundreds between a hundred and a hundred and fifty thousand pay per views just for Punk. Dude, he he has sellout um, shows where he just talks. Yeah, I don't go to them, but like some people are like, "Oh, you going to the CM Punk thing?" And I'm like, "What?" And they're like, "Yeah, he's talking today." And I'm like, "About what?" And they're like, "I don't know." And like then they go to it, and I'm like, "What do you talk about?" He's like, "Oh, his favorite Simpsons episodes." I'm like, well, that's cool, I guess. I guess. Like, yeah. yeah, but that's what I mean, though. He's he's bringing, he's going to bring the wrestling fans that don't watch fights. He's going to sell pay-per-views. And when one of you guys can do that, then you deserve the the fucking big contract in the UFC. And does, does he deserve it as a fighter? No, but we're not in that era anymore. It's about fucking making dollars. Unfortunately... And, and- Unfortunately, but like you said, he came in respectfully as a person. He didn't come in talking a bunch of shit about what he was going to do. He wanted an opportunity. He regretted the decision to not go for it before when his contract was up. I think, what was it, in 2006 or something like that? When he re-signed? You know what? 
Jeff, I'm going to go full heel real quick. Go for it. We The fucking sport started off in pride with pro fucking wrestling and goddamn MMA. And it was pro wrestling that got the eyes on pride in order for pride to be what pride was. True. Sakuraba was a pro wrestler. For people to be mad that a pro wrestler is getting a shot in the UFC is is stupid. Like, I get, be mad all you want, but guess what? Pro wrestling has its roots in this as much as you don't want it to. It has its roots in the beginning of the entertainment area. Right. It was an <clears throat> art once it started being like, we need to put this on TV. Once it started being a TV and we need to bring money into this, it be, they knew we need the entertainment aspect. That's why pro wrestling was part of its DNA. It's just being injected a little bit more in there. And even the fighters are taking cues from it. Right. Look at Connor. Look, Look at, at fucking Colby Covington. Right. Look at Chael. Chael. Chael is the one that started this. As far as integrating the fucking cutting promos like a pro wrestler, that that was Chael Peace on it. Yeah, but, dude. And it's like, oh, well, it's UFC and it's a different era. Well, they went for an experiment where they were transitioning into the mainstream Fox era, getting deals with people. And now look at look look where it's landed them. They're on ESPN. Yeah. Well, I think I think the backlash on Punk wouldn't have been as high as it is and was in the beginning if like what like Brock did where Brock had one pro fight in mm-hmm. Japan. At least that showed that he could legitimately fight. Yeah. I think I think there would have been a little bit less hate. But you know, Brock was young when he did that shit. Phil wasn't. No, yeah, exactly. And you know, we gotta, we gotta make the money, man. You used Look, to making the mo- that that level of money, do what you gotta do. I don't think we can be mad when both sides are getting what they wanted. Mm-hmm. Phil Brooks wanted a fight in the UFC, and he's gotten two at this point, and the <laughs> UFC wants pay-per-view buys and eyes from the pro wrestling fans. And guess what? They're getting them. Yeah. It's not like he got put into fucking a title shot or a title eliminator fight or anything like that. So, hate all you want. Yeah, dude. Like, it, it, I, I'm rooting 100% for CM Punk. I'm taking Punk. I, yeah, I'm taking Punk 100%. I hope he hits him with the go to sleep. Or I hope he jumps on the cage and drops an elbow. Or, like, um, he knocks out the referee and someone throws in a chair and he, like, chair shots him or something. Something crazy. No, but, like, I, I, I'm rooting for Punk 100%. I'm, I'm with hashtag I'm with Punk. Yeah. Your FS1 featured prelim number two, Alistair Overeem, taking on the hometown boy number four, Curtis Blades, this fight got bumped from the main card for Punk and Jackson. Wah, wah, wah. Big fight for Curtis Blades. Um, Big step up in competition for sure. <coughs> At, in, in your hometown in Chicago. Yeah, hometown. Uh, I like Curtis Blades and I'm rooting for him, but I don't think he gets a win here. <coughs> he has to take down. He definitely has to use his wrestling. He has to and use I don't, that I don't, wrestling. I don't think it's 
going to be good enough to Overeem has very good wrestling and like takedown defense. He does, and, and very he's good got knees. He's got good guillotines. Mm-hmm. I I'm more scared of the knees. I think Curtis is going to lock up with him, and they get into a knee situation. And I think he's going to eat some knees to the body that he's not going to like. I don't think Blades is going to really try takedowns off the clinch so much. As far as I, I think, I mean, yeah, it's it's got the potential to get there, but I don't think he's going to try to get in. I think it's going to. If he's going to do it, he's going to try to take shots off the outside off of combos or catching kicks and shit. I think it's going to be a long night for him, man. I, I, striking is very rudimental. Like, he's a powerful dude, but power's not just going to work. Like, I guess it did for fucking Ngannou, right? Like, But I yeah. don't think this is the same thing as Ngannou. This isn't the same. He doesn't have the power that Ngannou does. I, he Blades, might, but I don't think Blades he knows how to hit, use it. Blades can hit pretty hard, but yeah, just not the same. It, he's not. Uh, he's not built like that. Mm-mm. I'm taking Overeem. I want. I'm rooting for Blades, but I think Overeem's gonna win. Yeah, I, I, I got Alistar. Yeah, I think the experience in the knees are gonna be the. I got Alistar winning, putting himself back into some kind of title eliminator conversation. He's always floating around there. Getting his head knocked off by fucking... Yeah, he always gets to the top and then, get through, Pez Dispenser. He's probably going to have to... If he wins, he's got to fight Ngannou again. Yeah. What else are you going to do? Oh. <laughs> Retire? <laughs> I swear to God, I thought I saw Alistair Overeem die in Detroit. I thought that man died. We all did. Yeah. Like I if did. you listen, if you listen to the video that I posted of of just watching the replay, the girl next to me when they show the fucking hit, just like way his head snapped back because he he hadn't gotten up yet at this point. He's still mm-hmm. laying there. <laughs> like we all thought he was dead. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all want to see a dead body? Fuck you, lady. Got it. Yeah, I got I got the ream. Number yeah, I got the ream too. Number 3 Claudia Gedalia taking on number 6 Carla Esparza in a rivalry mm. that has been mm. going on for a long mm. time. Who you uh 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 at? Claudia I think she's, Dude, I, she's, I so, she's a good-looking woman, but I don't think she's as cute as everyone no, puts on I, her I, name. I think she is. I think, I've seen pictures of her where I'm like, damn, Claudia is, is, is sexy, but <laughs> I, I don't think she's as sexy as everyone makes her out to be. But, I mean, I'm just, I don't know. That's, that's, she's, that's just me. I understand why people think she's sexy. Yeah, I wonder if she's a lesbian. <laughs> I, I wonder. Mean... Then I got no chance at all. No chance in hell. Not that I had one now. I was but... gonna say, do you have one even if she does like men? Yeah, what if I go to Brazil, bro? You never know. Have you I'm se- a lot bigger than her. Have you seen <laughs> have you seen what Brazilian men look like? Yeah, but the, you know, maybe she's tired of Brazilian men. You know, it's one of those rare situations where women are tired of that shit and they want an American. Can we move on, Jeff? All right. <laughs> Why you brought it up? Why are you always rushing me to move on? <laughs> We're supposed to brush past this <laughs> topic and keep going. 
and let and let me live in my fantasy. Hey man, it's all part of your rock and roll fantasy, bro. You got you got the shots. You got the shots. I believe in you. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm booking my ticket to Brazil now. Do right. it, do it. I support that. This decision is supported by my me. USA hat and everything. Goddamn right. Bring your full heel podcast shirt. With the USA background. That's right. Tell you are a real American. Yep. You fight for the right of every man. Yep, and do the Hogan poses. You got to do the Hogan poses. If fucking real American is playing, you have to Hogan pose or get the fuck out of here. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I'm going with Claudia, though. I think she's got the better striking. I think wrestling is going to be pretty. Wrestling is going to be pretty even. even. Yeah. They're both pretty strong wrestlers. Yeah, I think Claudia's got the better striking, though. I think Carla is the better pure wrestler, for sure. Mm-hmm. But Claudia is no slouch. And she's got jeets. And she got jeets. Yeah, I got Claudia. I got Claudia. I think it's going full the full 15 minutes, but I will take it. I her. can see it. Yeah. This is an interesting match. Uh, yeah. Num- number seven, Ricardo Lamas taking on number 11, Merced Bectic. Yeah, I lost sleep over this one. Psych. It's a, it is an interesting matchup, though. It is, though. It's an interesting matchup. It really is. I mean, Bectic 12-1, and one, good wrestling, good boxing, coming off a win over Godofredo Pepe. His only loss is to... To Darren Elkins in a fight he was dominating. Yeah, he got caught. He got caught, and he was beating the shit out of Darren Elkins. Yeah, so it's, it's going to be interesting because Lamas is, I think he's still pretty up there. I think he's just, you know, had. Lamas is a little punchy now. You know what I mean? Like his his jaw not as solid as it used to be. It's been tested. Mm-hmm. The, the bully still got them hands, and he'll, and he'll give you them hands. But. I mean, I think I'm gonna go with the bully. Ah, uh, you, you gotta go with the bully. I think. And he's from Chicago, so I kind of you know have to go with him too. Is he, from, he is from Chicago, from Elmhurst College. So you're gonna say Elmhurst glue? Not Elmers, Elmhurst. Yeah, I'm gonna take Ricardo Lamas probably by knockout. Yeah, I, yeah, knockout. What's the height, I can see it. What's the height and reach differential here? Five foot eight for Bectic. Five foot eight for Lamas. So they're even. Okay. For some reason, I thought Lamas was shorter. Okay. Hot dog. Hot. Oh, hot dog. Opening fight of the prelims: Rashad Coulter taking on Chris De La Roca. Day Walker. Is that the singer for is that the singer for Rage Against the Machine? No. Oh, I thought he was making his debut. Dude, Zach is a tiny man. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Rashad Coulter coming off two straight losses. One to Chase Sherman and one to Tatuavasa by knockout. Both by knockout, I should say. De La Roca, I don't remember you. No, I don't remember De La Roca. Besides his greatest hits. He also has two losses, knockout losses, uh, Adam Milstead back in 2016 and Daniel Omelinchik. 
What? Back in 2015. He hasn't fought in the UFC in two years. Damn. Yeah. It's been a while. This is going to be a coin toss. I'm going to go with uh, Rashad. Yeah, I got Rashad. I got Rashad. Prelim action. Rashad Evans taking on Anthony Smith. Anthony Smith's going to knock out Rashad Evans. Rashad Evans is going to retire. Thank you for the years, Rashad. Thanks for teaching me some wrestling when you were at Michigan State and I was a high schooler there for wrestling camp. That's awesome. Salute. Yeah, I didn't know who the fuck he was. He was there, and so was Gray Maynard. That was when they were both wrestling there. That's awesome. And then I saw him on The Ultimate Fighter. I was like, I fucking recognize this dude. And then I realized, <laughs> then I realized who it was. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty cool. He was... Said I, I, I didn't know who he was. He was transferring into MSU at that point. But, yeah, he was there. Yeah, they were just wrestlers. Yeah. Well, I knew who, like, I knew who Gray Maynard was because he had already been at MSU for a couple of years. Um, he, he wrestled there for four years. Rashad transferred, like, as a junior. So, I didn't know. I had no idea who he was at the time when I was working out with him and stuff. And then I saw him wrestle a couple times. And Ultimate Fighter, but yeah, I got I got Anthony Smith putting it away. Whoa, why did Joey Benavidez dye his hair blonde? Why is everyone dying their hair blonde, bro? Holy shit. This looks like this reminds me of like when I was in ninth grade. Like everyone's every, doing it now. That's the style or whatever. Yeah, so it's coming back. Well, this, like this is like this is like early Eminem blonde. This is like what we were mm-hmm. all doing to ourselves when I was in ninth grade and 14 and 15 years old and was having my sister dye my hair blonde because Slim Shady had blonde hair and everybody had blonde hair. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Joseph Benavidez taking on Sergio Pettis. I had no idea that Joey B had done this until I opened up the picture for this fight. No, I had seen it before. That's why I was like, oh, yeah. No, this was a complete shock for me. <laughs> is that on the UFC? I was looking at. Uh, yeah, it's on the UFC. You were looking, looking at, at Sherdog. Sure yeah. of, of course you were. Why? They haven't updated it, but he's still, they have his picture, right, bro? Why, oh, yeah, damn. Why don't you just go to the UFC's website? Because I got to click on everyone's name and all this other stuff. I don't know. I'm just a little bit more used to Sherdog, sure even though they are shittier. <laughs> hey, I mean, you know, you do what you whatever works for you, bro. I just, I was just curious. They do fuck up some shit, though. Just ask. Well, so, you know, you've heard me cuss out the UFC's website plenty of times. Oh, man. This is a really... This is a big fight for Sergio. Yeah, it's a huge fight for Sergio. And he's coming back off of the unanimous decision loss to to Henry Cejudo back in December that I saw. That was not a very good fight. Even though I hyped that fight up. So much. I was so excited about that goddamn fight. I thought it was going to be a really good fight, and it was not. It was a very boring fight. Yeah, Henry and Benavidez are a little bit kind of the same. Just uh, I think Henry, or Joseph's got a little bit better striking, and you can put it together a little bit better. But I think Henry had enough to you know kind of neutralize each other. I think Henry's got better power, though. 
I, I think he just can't implement it how he wants to. He's got pretty good boxing. Remember what he did? Remember what he Dude, go back and watch his fight with... Uh, with Wilson Hayes. Wasn't it the knees? He was, no, he was I think it was the knees that stopped Wilson. Yeah, but he was piecing Wilson up with his boxing. Mm-hmm. Like his pure... Bo- I mean, he's a Golden Gloves boxer. What the fuck's going on? Sorry, my thing you tell me. is unresponsive. You tell me what the fuck is going on. Ow, shit. I dropped the joint on my leg. I, I think Joseph's got uh, better MMA striking. I just don't think uh, what's his, he's he's putting it together. He's still very young in MMA, Sejudo. And he's learning. He's still putting it together, in my opinion. You mean Pettis? No, Sejudo. Uh, That's oh, why you're, I think, you're, you're I talking think, about I think, Yeah, I think Benavidez is, is better in that aspect. And I think he's going to be able to... Didn't take out Pettis a little bit better, or a little bit easier than. Did Sejudo finish him? Not right. They went to decision. Yeah, they went to the they decision. Get to finish. They they went to the decision. Yeah, I I, th- I think Benavides can finish uh, Pettis. Mm. We haven't seen him in a while, man. Who Pettis or Benavides? Benavides. Well, yeah, he he got hurt. Mm. He had a knee injury. He was training. Yeah. He was training for a fight. I don't remember who it was, but he was training for a fight and got hurt and had to have surgery and shit. It's like last summer or something, maybe. I don't know. It might even have been. Well, no. I mean, Dave was still on the show last summer, so who knows? Was he still on the show last summer? Yeah. Yeah. She didn't. He didn't leave the show till the end of July. Uh, beginning of august it was like beginning of august when we made started without him and then ryan went from july to december the end of december with just Ju- him and i yeah. yeah yeah with just him and i yeah, and then i jumped in and then you men in then you jumped in tag team yeah. damn it damn it's been six months yeah bro i don't even know you've been rocking and rolling yeah you're the fucking man I'm punctual too, bro. I know. <laughs> well, I'm not doing anything. That's just more of me <laughs> being a loser and sitting at home playing video games, smoking weed. <laughs> Shit. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Clay Gluida is taking on Charles Oliveira. I think if we're going to have a missed weight, it's going to be Charles Oliveira. Oh, what? what, Jeff? Are you are you go boldly going with that prediction? Are you going out on a limb? I'm I'm I am I'm I'm reaching out on the limb. <clears throat> no, don't do that to my boy Charles, bro. Don't be putting his name out there like that. Sorry, like I don't, he's making, not making weight. I don't want to. I don't want to fucking <laughs> tarnish his name. I don't want to tarnish that that great name he's got. <laughs> I think he's no, gonna. But, I think he's yeah, gonna win this himself. fight though. I think he wins, yeah. yeah. You you don't think he wins? No, I do think he wins. Oh yeah, I think he wins. I think no, I do. Think I think he if wins. I think Guida's heavy wrestling is not going to work in his favor. No, Oliver's got Charles really got good better. submissions. Yeah, and I think he's got better striking too. I do too. Charles Oliveira because he incorporates really strong kicks. Mm-hmm. To one fifty five or one forty five? Forty five, I believe. Yeah, then there's like a hundred percent chance he's going to miss weight. 
hundred percent chance. <laughs> yeah, and then Clay Guida's gonna be like, "All right, I'm in Chicago. I can't not take the fight. Give me thirty percent." Yeah, it's hometown. No, this fight's going down no matter what. Unless Charles Oliveira dies, yeah, because he's trying to make. Well, let's not curse anything. I'm not wishing that. I'm, yeah, I'm not wishing that. You're I'm just no ruining your own card. Don't do that. Don't do that. Opening fight of the card: Mike Santiago taking on Dan Ige. Both contender series guys, right? Both contender series guys, I believe. Yes. Ige is for sure. Um, so is so is Santiago. Santiago has lost both of his fights in the UFC, getting submitted by Zabit Magomed Sharapovov and unanimous decision loss to Mads Brunel. It's funny because if you go back, well, in hindsight now, Zabit's a fucking badass and Mads Brunel is no joke. So yeah. Matt Santiago hasn't had easy two fights in the UFC. Well, and I mean, We've I'm... come to find out they're pretty tough guys. Yeah. Looking at the at the stat, just looking at the stat line alone, you would think Santiago won. He outstruck him fifty-one to twenty. They both had three takedowns. He had two submissions to Brunel's one. Brunel passed eleven times. That's that's the stat line that Brunel won. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know. Iggy coming off. A loss to Julio Arce. Yes. We just saw Julio yep. Arce yep. win against uh, Tamer brother, the older Tamer brother. Yes. Daniel. Back in UFC Utica this past Friday. Friday, Friday, Friday. And then his he's got one fight off of the, well, that's his one fight off of the contender series. Luis Gomez was his fight on the contender series. He got a rear naked choke. He got eight and two. Santiago twenty one and eleven. I'm going Santiago. Yeah, I'm gonna pick Santiago. I don't know another. There's not enough fucking database on either one of these guys for me. So yeah, and they're tough losses on Santiago's part. So yeah, yeah. All right, that's what? UFC two twenty five. Let's get some news and uh, get you up out of here because you got another podcast to do and. Like 20-some minutes. Yeah. I'll skip the gaming for tonight, I guess. Wow. I don't got to work tomorrow, so I'm going to play some video games. Mm-hmm. It's Friday, so it's not good. I just knocked out Stipe Miocic with John Jones to win the heavyweight aye, title. Aye, aye. Like aye, aye, aye. Earlier, so. Oh, did, you, did you just did you aye, aye, aye in the fucking yeah. sports did you center? Take, did you take, yeah, did you take any steroids before the fight? No, nah, man, I'm clean. One hundred percent clean. I don't like your allegations, sir. That's how rumors get started. <laughs> I think there's proof, bro. And there's stone cold proof. Stone cold Steve Austin. What? <laughs> Conor McGregor confirms that he was supposed to fight at UFC two twenty four and that fight taking place, he would have been number two on the Forbes richest athletes behind <laughs> Money Mayweather instead of fifth. <laughs> so, of course, Connor did not fight because of his actions by acting like a jackass in fucking Brooklyn. What? What? 
You mean throwing dollies through? That's normal stuff, bro. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I got yeah. on that story. I don't, I don't know. Whatever. Well, boo-hoo, you didn't make the number fucking two. Yeah. Boo-hoo, I only have $90 million. Oh, I only made $99 million. Oh. And I'm a Connor fan, but fuck off. Why can't I be two <sighs> instead of four? UFC announces show in Moncton. Moncton, somewhere in fucking Canada. Did you call me? I didn't call you shit. Somewhere in New Brunswick. I don't know. No fights for the card have been announced yet. But Moncton becomes... If I'm pronouncing this wrong, I apologize. But I don't know. I've never even heard of this part of the province of New Brunswick. Uh, But they become the 11th Canadian city to host a UFC event. Yay. This also marks the second trip to Canada this year for the promotion. On July 28th, the Scotia Bank Arena Saddledome in Calgary will host UFC on Fox event, which is the headline event between Eddie Alvarez and Dustin Poirier. Uh, yeah, Dustin Poirier. Dana White's birthday party. One championship has announced that they have booked the return of Henzo Gracie for the July interim bantam titleweight fight. Um, Against who? I'm looking right now. Uh, Yuki Kondo. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I apologize. <clears throat> the The headline is misleading. Henzo is fighting on the card. He is not fighting for the title. Is he fighting Sakuraba? No, he's not fighting Sakuraba. The interim Bantamweight title will headline the card. Um, okay. With Martin Nguyen taking on Kevin Ballingon for the interim title. And a matchup between Shinya Aoki and Shannon uh, Riotachi. But, yeah, he, Henzo... Is going to take on fellow MMA veteran Yuki Kondo. Gracie hasn't fought since April of 2010 when he lost versus third round TKO to Matt Hughes in his first and only appearance in the UFC cage. Henzo was riding a three fight win streak prior to UFC 112 with victories over Frank Shamrock, Carlos Newton, and Pat Militich. Kondo is a former UFC and Pride, Pancrase, and Sangoka, Sengoku, Sengoku veteran who challenged uh, Tito Ortiz for the UFC belt 18 years ago. Looks to get back on track after a second round stoppage loss to uh, Utaro no- Nakao last December. You laughing at my coffin? No, I'm not laughing oh. at your coffin. I'm, I'm was laughing at. Um, just the fact that it's just he looks to get back on track, and he fought you or he fought Tito eighteen years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it's a fucked up ass trick, right? Right. Um. Yeah, that's gonna take place in July. I like Henzo. Henzo cracks me up. Yeah, he's a cool dude. 
I've never met him, but I've never met him either. Listening, listening to him on the unfiltered podcast a few times and on some other stuff that he's been on. I I enjoy master Hensa. Yeah. And plus Uh. I'm a big fan of the Danaher death squad. John Donaher or Danaher, depending on how you want to do it. So Hensel Gracie black belt. And the aforementioned Matt Sarah. So good bloodline in the Henzo Gracie class. Oh fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh <laughs> you know what I'm not even gonna do this Tyron Woodley shit. Cause just get back in the fucking cage and fight and defend your title. Don't talk about cleaning out a division. You can't stay healthy and fight more than once a year. Well, fuck that. We ain't even talking about that. Jessica Aguilar versus Jody Esquivel rebooked for UFC Boise. We didn't even really talk about this fight getting pulled from the card. Um, the, the chap lips? Yeah. Yeah, the chap lip bullshit. Hey, bro, it's a major concern. It's a health issue. It is a health issue. July 14th, they will be part of the card. Hooray. That's it. That's the news. We did it. And you got Boom. 13 minutes to spare. Booyah. Oh, tell the thing. Till California time? What? I'm going to till California time? Well, you said 9 o'clock your time, yeah. correct? Yeah, it's 9.47 my time. Yeah. So. so it's 7, seven his, something like seven, that. 7, 6. Seven. I don't know. Cali, something like that. Yeah. I don't know how long I'm going to go for. I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know. Check me out on Facebook. Yeah. I mean, by the time this, I mean, I'm going to post it tonight, but by the time this gets added up to fucking SoundCloud, you'll already be done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but go to Raphael's Facebook page, and if you're part of the Full Heel Podcast Fight Club Facebook group, I'm sure he'll be posting the link. Check you should out. join us, Jeff, for like two seconds. I can. I don't have shit yeah. to do. You can just put. Oh yeah, you got no work tomorrow, right? I don't got to work. I'm gonna start talking shit about you on there so you could join us. I'm gonna fucking. <laughs> I'll be watching. <laughs> well, it, the link will be up there. Yeah, if it lets me join the live, I'll join it. Yeah, I, I always join live to the MMA to the max. Even though it'll already be up, it will. It'll already be over by the time this is up. And yes. people listen to it. But you can go back and watch the video somewhere. Somewhere. Over the rainbow way. I'd <laughs> <laughs> have seen that in grammar school. <laughs> yeah, I, I would have loved to have heard you sing Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Oh, dude, my voice was angelic. I'm sure it was like Still a com- is. I'm sure it was like a combination of Fergie and Jesus. It still is, brother. <laughs> My friend, I am so excited for you to go to your first UFC event. I just got to do mine the end of last year, and it was one of the coolest fucking things I've ever done. I'm excited as fuck, and I hope you have a blast. Thanks, brother. I hope your nephew has a good time. Is his first one? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's first MMA event, so that's fucking sweet. Yeah, all that. I'm good gonna shit. I'm gonna be able to just talk my ass off. Yep. Like I like I get to, like I do by myself, and then I come here and do and then do more podcasts. I'm just gonna be able to be like, hey, this is what's going on, and then this and this and that and then that. Yeah, you get to be his teacher. Yeah, he actually wants me to teach him how to kickbox. And I think that's what I'm gonna do. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. And also, happy birthday to your dad. Thanks, brother. Yeah. Yeah. You take him out for breakfast on Sunday since I'm going to the fights on Saturday. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yes. My mom's like, you know, your dad's birthday's on Saturday. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to the fights. Fuck. <laughs> so you got to celebrate on Sunday. Yeah, I guess we'll just make it up. Hell yes. They got to talk us deep tomorrow. Oh, word. All right. All right. All right. Thank you. By the way, as well, my brother, for doing, for still being a part of this with me, man. I appreciate oh, you. Oh, no problem, dude. I appreciate you. I, I enjoy this. I look forward to Tuesday and Thursday night. Say me too, brother. Fucking bullshit with you and get high and talk MMA. So, yeah. That was the sappy, yeah. that was the sappy shit I was going to do a week or two ago when you fucking ended with your <laughs> word of wisdom of... <laughs> Hey, bro. If you're going to have butt sex, wear a condom. Wise words. <laughs> I mean, it's great advice. Don't get me wrong. It's fucking I true. forgot what podcast. It was probably on the Fighter and the Kid where they were talking about butt sex and if, you know, the blood vessels come in direct contact with, you know. Just wear a condom, all right? <laughs> yeah. Wear a condom. That's going to do it for another episode of the Average Joe's MMA Show. As always, thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate you. We'll be back on Tuesday to break down UFC 225. Get Raph's reaction to being there live. All that good shit. Peace.